The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio wherever you get your podcasts. Listen up, Ohio, because this is a test from Pepsi. If you call Seabus Seatown, you're not from Ohio. If you don't know the Blue Jackets actually have a fifth line, you're not from Ohio. And if you don't know what to say when someone yells OH, you're not from Ohio. We know this because at Pepsi, we are from Ohio. In fact, we bottle ice cold Pepsi right here in Seabus. So when you're thirsty for something that says you're from here and proud of it, grab a Pepsi and say here's to OHIO, where Pepsi and life are oh so refreshing. Welcome to the first episode of the Yanks Go Yard podcast. I'm your host, Adam Weinrib, along with Thomas Carinante. And folks, we have a special one for you uh, for a debut. I don't think it gets much better than this. Uh, we spoke to uh, someone you might have heard of. Uh, he's the New York Yankees right fielder. Uh, he starts most of the games. Uh, his name's Aaron Judge. He's got a section named after him at the stadium. A uh, very familiar man, a, a large presence in baseball. Um, and we were lucky enough uh, to speak with Judge. Uh, Fansided.com's Mark Carmen interviewed him on our behalf uh, with questions from Yanks Go Yard. Uh, and, and that interview is courtesy of Pepsi uh, and the Judge Free Pass. Uh, so without further ado, uh, Mark Carmen and literally Aaron Judge. Uh, and after the interview, we're going to be doing a recap of this opening series. Uh, hope you enjoy. We did. Uh, take it away, Mark and Aaron Judge. The two-time All-Star, the AL Rookie of the Year, the home run leader back in 2017. Aaron Judge, baseball is back. Great to speak with you today. Thank you for taking time. We'll get to the judge-free pass in a second, but good to see you. Hey, Mark. How you doing? Everything going well? Everything's great, Aaron. Crazy times, right? Uh, Before we get into, you know, on the field, off the field, let's talk about your judge-free pass, the collection of creative developed by Aaron, you and Pepsi uh, all getting together, and I've I've seen a bunch of it. What are you most proud of with this venture? Oh, man, Mark. You know, I'm I'm just excited to get something to the fans. You know, this is something usually when baseball, you know, starts up again and uh, gets rolling, it kind of gives, you know, the fan out there a chance to play a little hooky, you know, from work. And, uh, you know, get to the ballpark and enjoy some baseball. But right now with the crazy times we're in, you know, they're kind of missing out on that opportunity. So 
you know, it's just, you know, Pepsi's in my way to try to, you know, get them involved and, you know, give them, have a little fun with it. What's been the most challenging part of this time for you, Aaron? Wow. Um, I think, to be honest, the family, you know, kind of being away from family, you know, a lot more Zoom calls, a lot more FaceTimes, uh, you know, which, which is tough. You know, usually my parents, you know, especially like to come out and you know, check out us, check out some games in spring, check out some games uh, during the season, either in Florida or New York or California. And I think just kind of missing out on that has been tough. And even, you know, spending time with friends, you know, spending time with friends in the city or even in spring training is, has been really, really tough and really different. But uh, you know, hopefully we're going to get past this soon. And, like, being on the field, no fans in the stands, and I, I guess your interactions are slightly different with your teammates, although I'm seeing guys kind of basically doing mostly the same things. But is it – I, I know you're motivated every time you step, step in the batter's box. You don't need fans in the stands to perform, but does it feel different? No, it, it definitely feels different. Like you said, like the competitive aspect of it, you know, we're going to go out there and compete just like all the other guys and, you know, go out there to win. But, you know, we just miss those little fan interactions. You know, during BP, you know, tossing the ball up to a kid or during the game, you know, the, seeing the fans fight for a foul ball or, you know, them heckling, cheering. Uh, you, you miss it all. You miss it all. It's they're part of the game, you know, just like we are. So it's it's been a little different with, you know, the audio crowd noise and, you know, the cheers, you know, about 10 seconds after somebody hits it. You know, it's been a little funny. But, um, you know, we're, we're going to get through it. And hopefully, you know, before the season's over with, we got some fans in the stand. Yeah, I, I'm a Chicago guy, Aaron. And we've got some pretty cool baseball traditions in this city. But I don't think we have anything that tops roll call. So I'm just wondering how much that particular aspect of, you know, being a Yankee you'll miss this year. Cause it, it's, it's a, I mean, I'm, I just, I don't know if it gets enough pub that uh, they, the fans are that much involved in the players acknowledging the fans. It's super cool. Oh yeah. We, we have something special in New York. And like you said, that roll call, man, that was, uh, that's, that's a big part of us. And it was funny. The first, uh, one of the first inter-squad games we had at the summer camp, uh, we had some guys in the bullpen, kind of in, like reenacting the roll call for us, you know, kind of make us feel at home. So you had Brett Gardner doing his little flex thing. You had, you know, Aaron Hicks acknowledging the fans. No, it was, it was pretty funny. It was pretty funny, but we, we definitely miss them. And uh, like I said, hopefully before the season's over with, we get a chance to have them back on the park. Well, in the meantime, should the bullpen keep that going? I mean, that seems like a solid <laughs> thing to do early game. <laughs> I know. I told them to keep it rolling. I told them to keep them rolling, but uh, but it's just not the same. They don't they don't feel yeah. like it's the same. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So what was what was opening day like for you? Let's give some uh, love to your one of your newest teammates, Garrett Cole, who certainly looked comfortable wearing the pinstripes. Uh, I thought it was pretty cool that he he you know his reaction. Underdog Fantasy is the fastest growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on UnderdogFantasy.com or download the app. Draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. Afterwards, like, I had so much fun. It, you know, it, in the moment, and yeah, there's a ton going on around here, but I'm getting to be on the mound pitching in a baseball game against the defending World Series champions. Pretty cool moment. Yeah, you know, that, was, that was a fun night last night. I wish we could have finished it and got all nine in. Uh, but we saw, you know, just a glimpse of what, you know, Garrett Cole, you know, can do. And he's electric on the mound. He's 
a competitor. He attacks guys. And like you said, too, he's out there having fun. You know, this is a team that he grew up, you know, grew up watching, you know, grew up being a fan of. And then it kind of comes full circle from being a fan to being the, the ace of the New York Yankees is something pretty special. So I know that's, you know, something special for him and his family. And, you know, you could just see the emotion, you know, kind of coming out last night. And I don't want to alarm anybody with the Yankees or Pepsi or anybody today, but I was just thinking about how that kind of applies to you. And I know you want to be a Yankee for a long, long, long time. But at maybe the last year of your career, can you, uh, would it mean something to you to wear a Giants uniform? Because that's, you know, you grew up watching. <laughs> you know, Mark, you know, you know, in the very beginning, you know, kind of going through college, uh, you know, during the draft process, and, you know, talking with different teams. Um, you know, Giants were always, you know, my first choice. I thought, I thought, you know, that'd be pretty cool, you know, a hometown kid, get a chance to, you know, wear the orange, you know, back home, be in front of family and friends. But, you know, to be honest, the minute the Yankees drafted me and I got in this organization and around this culture and these the coaching staff, the teammates I've been around, uh, there's there's no other place to play. You know, there's, I don't, I don't, you know, I want to have pinch routes the rest of my career. And that's, you know, be something special to me. And um, it'd, be, it'd be a special honor yeah. for sure. I, I hear the Yankee fans pumping their fists right there, Aaron. They're, they're loving it. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about what uh, you guys decided to do uh, pregame yesterday. And I, I thought it was beautiful. And, uh, you know, let's keep – let's hopefully we keep moving forward as a society here and get more empathy, more understanding. Uh, what was the conversation like in the clubhouse deciding exactly what you guys were going to do? Yeah, we, we just had a quick little meeting about it, Mark, um, just to try to discuss what we wanted to do. Um, cause our, cause our biggest message that we wanted to get across was unity. You know, we wanted to stand united with each other. You know, we, we didn't want to be divided. Uh, we wanted to have each other's back on what, you know, cause we had so many different guys from different walks of life, different countries, different beliefs. And, um, we just wanted to show support for everybody. And that's kind of what we came up with was, you know, during the 60 seconds before the anthem, you know, take a knee and, you know, show people that, hey, there's still some, a lot of injustice going on in the world right now that, um, that we, we need to just get the conversation going. You know, we need to start making some changes. So, you know, hopefully this is, this is a start. You know, I saw a lot of guys around the league doing the same thing. We'll probably see a little more uh, today. But, uh, yeah, it's just a conversation. Get this thing rolling. And for us, it kind of started in the clubhouse, you know, just having some conversations with guys and talking with different teammates. And um, you know, that's the only way you can start is just having that you know, tough conversation. Is this uh, comfortable to step into for you, Aaron? And I guess it's okay either way, comfortable or uncomfortable, doesn't really matter. But like, how, how does it feel to you to be sort of, you know, at least, you know, in the conversation and doing things? It's a responsibility, Mark, you know, yeah. more, than, more than anything, you know, just with the platform I have, you know, especially playing professional baseball and a lot of the fans that I have around the U.S. and world, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a responsibility, you know, people, you know, you get in when you become a professional athlete you know some people say I'm not a role model or I'm not this well well you are you know you got a lot of the young fans that look up to you and you know that that's who you really that's who you're really doing this all for you know it's younger fans younger generation you know coming behind us that hopefully they have a better better future and and, and better life than us your generation Aaron has taken that on uh and I'm not trying to say anything bad about anyone you know Muhammad Ali Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Bill Russell these guys have had um you know very powerful conversations in the past but I think with the platforms that are available on social media today there's a way for you guys to get your message out more and it's almost becoming as you just said 
a, a responsibility. I, I'm taking that you maybe get inspired by things like LeBron James or anyone that you could pick who stepped into the conversation. Does that, that, does that sound true, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. You know, definitely guys like LeBron um, have been a big part of this. And then, like you said, even going back to Muhammad Ali and a lot of other guys that uh, took a stand, you know, on, on different things in this world. But I think the big thing now is just, like you said, having, you know, social media and different outlets to connect. And when we're able to connect, that's a way we were able to stand unified. You know, I think in the past when, you know, someone does something, well, if I don't have their number or a way to reach out to them and kind of talk, you know, say, hey, how can I help? How can I reach out? You know, and I think just having that availability right now has been has been uh, our biggest key. Yeah, yeah. A li- little bit more on the field, and we'll let you get on out of here again. Aaron Judge working uh, with Pepsi. Ju- the Judge free pass. In- enjoy your- the start of, of baseball uh, opening day yesterday and a bunch of openers today as well. Uh, 16 teams in the playoffs here, Aaron. Do we like this? Oh. You know, I, I just saw that pop up the other day. Um, you know, I know, I know it's going to have a lot. I know a lot more fans are going to be involved. You know, going down the stretch, which is uh, you know never a bad thing for baseball. But you know, I've, I've always seen it as you know I, I liked it. You know how it was the old way. You know, but you know for me it was always about hey, there, there's a you got, you got to win your division. You know, winning your division puts yourself in a good position to you know go down the stretch in the playoffs. So. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm still mixed about it. I got I to, you know, see how this kind of all plays out. But I think, you know, getting more fans involved and getting more teams involved might be, you know, better for baseball. Yeah, it, it could be good for ratings, that's for sure. But uh, if you're the best team and you get in a short series, uh, you know, there's, there's that part too, and you got an extra round too. So I, I, I'm, I'm seeing both sides of it. Uh, as far as this particular year, you, you know, you got to go back to 09 last time the Yankees won the World Series. Would it feel like – I'm assuming not, and, and I guess you can't even answer this one game into the season, but do you think it would feel like a regular year winning it this year, even in the 60-game schedule? You know, you know I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say it would feel like a regular year, but I'd definitely say, you know, whatever team holds it at the end, um, it, it's going to mean something, you know, basically because – Every team had a, a same fair playing field. You know, it's, we're, each, we're all playing 60 games. We're all dealing with the same, you know, no fans, uh, the different restrictions and different uh, protocols you got to go through now. And I think, to be honest, it might be, you know, worth even more because there's, no, there's only going to be one of these, you know, coronavirus championship, you know, rings that goes out. Only one 2020 season. And, you know, the team that kind of fights for that, all that adversity, you know, all this, you know, crazy times of being away from your family, not being able to see friends, no fans. I think it'll, I think it might mean a little bit more to some guys, you know, just the mental toughness that guys have to go through and the adversity and stuff like that. Yeah, I love that. It's like strict ball. Can you can t- complete tunnel vision, right? I mean, I'm not going to let anything bother me. I'm, I'm kind of a little bit at least more alone and on my own here. And, and let's see if we can, you know, go out and do it every day. Exactly. Exactly. So it'll be fun. It'll be fun to see how everything turns out. But I know, I know we're excited and, you know, kind of ready to get this rolling. Last two, Aaron. Uh, Aaron Boone over the years, how has he changed or, or not changed? Uh, what, what do you appreciate most about your skipper? Man, Booney, man, he's, he's, he's one of a kind. You know, he's, he's um, cool, calm and collected when he needs to be. And then he's, he gets a little fiery and, you know, he'll, he'll get on some guys and, you know, have our back, you know, especially you know, against umpires or different things, you know, when when the time's right. You know, he's 
he's, he's been great for us. You know, I was excited when we, you know, added him as manager and just to see the way he controls the room, controls the clubhouse. Um, you can talk to him at any time and it, it's something special that he has, you know, because, you know, being a former player and understanding the game and understanding what we're going through is, is a big part of it. And, uh, he's always having fun. You know, I'm walking through the clubhouse. He always has a smile on his face. He's always talking with the guys. Um, it's, you know, we can, I can have conversations with him. You know, if I'm upset about something, someone else is upset about something, he talks it through with us. So he's, he's been great. Um, we're, we're lucky to have him, you know, wearing pinstripes with us. Yeah. All right. Last one. Let's go, let's go off the field. Your least favorite thing about being in New York, living in, in New York, just the, I know it's, it's all, it's all glory, but give me one thing that, you know, slightly you're like, Oh man, I got to deal with, with this today or once in a blue moon. Oh, you know, Mark, I grew up in the country out in California, you know, so we kind of, we kind of had open roads, you know, you can kind of, you know, not, not too much, not too many taxis or, or traffic, you know, bothering you as you go to work, you know, so that was, I think, been the toughest thing for me is just getting used to, you know, being stuck in traffic, going to work every day, you know, that's, that's a, that's a change of pace for me, but, but I'm getting used to it and um, it's, it's part of my life now. <laughs> For sure it is, and, and, and for a long time, hopefully, uh, go, going down the, uh, down the road here. Last one for real. I, I just I forgot. I, I wanted to hit you up on this. Will it mean anything extra, a little, little maybe pep in the step when you see the Astros this year? Um, you know. Roll with Coda and roll on over to our digital fare management system that lets you digitize dollars and save money every time you ride. Never pay more than $4.50 a day or $62 a month, no matter how many times you ride. Learn more at coda.com forward slash transit app. Oh, they've beaten us the last couple of years in the CS, you know, that's, and especially last year beating us in the CS, you know, that's, that's the team we got to go through, you know, to get to the World Series, you know, especially in 17, going all the way to game seven, then, and then losing, and then even last year, game six, uh, with Altuve walk up, you know, it's, that's the team we got to get through. And, you know, we're, I think, you know, adding the arms we did and, you know, having everybody healthy, I think we're going to have, have a really good chance to, you know, go out there and do that. But um, it, it's just been a, it's going to be a crazy year, though, with these 60 games. You know, we're all kind of looking forward to, you know, especially playing a lot of games in the Central this year. I know we're going to go to play in Milwaukee, you know, play in St. Louis, check out some new ballparks would have been nice. Um, but, yeah, no, I think we're looking forward to it. You know, they've, they've beaten us the last couple of years. and. Um, you know, that's what we got to go through. Rivalries are good for sports. It's a, it's a, a solid one brewing here, and I'm looking forward to watching it. Appreciate your time today. Anything else you want people to know on the Judge Free Pass here? Uh, retweet, tweet out, anything they can do. You know, we got some cool prizes out there, and, uh, you know, maybe, you know, a potential meet and greet, you know, virtually or not virtually. We haven't figured that out yet, but uh, no, we got, we got some cool things in store. You know, just retweet it, and uh, be a part of it and you know baseball's back i'm pretty excited i bet some other people are too aaron judge thanks for the time good luck this year thanks mark welcome back to the yanks go yard podcast i'm adam weiner here with thomas carinante and thomas yankees baseball is back in 2020 the yankees are playing actual live games that matter and they just took two out of three from the world champs how you feeling feels good because um through those first six innings today, uh, a lot of bad thoughts going through my head. Um, and you don't want to jump the gun, especially this early, given that we had a delayed season. Um, 
we had a lot of people coming back from some uh, bizarre situations and obviously everyone's rusty having this long of a layoff. Uh, but Corbin was, was just demoralizing us. And it was yesterday against Fetty just did not instill any confidence within me, but uh, Glaber's hot bat right there at the end really uh, uh, gave us a shot of life. Uh, Voight jumping out of uh, his little mini slump to start the year was nice to see because he's been having a little bit of trouble on defense too. Um, and, you know, it's good to see the bullpen um, really get out of some trouble there at the end, uh, setting the tone for, for what's to come. How about you? Yeah, I mean, I guess what you uh, you can't watch that series and leave it and wipe your hands of it and be like, the Yanks played great. They look great. I mean, yeah. they, they absolutely did not. The, the day off after the opening night win really hurt him and the weird rhythm of the opening night win. I mean, that's a, you know, Garrett Cole threw a complete game one hitter. That's awesome. He looked yeah. amazing. And, and we'll talk more about Cole in a second. But, I mean, that's a, that's a five-plus inning game that they won. And, you know, kudos to them. But you never know what happens when you play the last four innings. Uh, and then a full day off and then a night game on Saturday. So you're really looking at 48 hours without baseball. Uh, they came out incredibly flat against surprise spot starter Eric Fetty, who wasn't supposed to be a part of any of this. James Paxton brings his troubles from the first inning and the second inning. He looks straight up bad. He's hitting 91 miles an hour on his fastball, topping out at 93. That's not James Paxton. Uh, he swears he's healthy, but, you know, uh, there's a difference between healthy and healthy and ready. He clearly wasn't ready for this 60-game sprint. Uh, and then they can't hit Patrick Corbin for six innings on Sunday. Uh, Gary Sanchez dropping balls. Glaber Torres. Wild throws from short to first, making the shortstop to second base transition like look very makes the two positions look very different. He's tripping over himself, going up the middle. You know, like a lot of this didn't look good, and, and it wasn't pretty. But then you know you get to the end of Sunday's game, and they're stealing a one-run victory from the world champions in Washington. Uh, and they're you know they took their the, the Yankees and Orioles both took the first series of the year in the AL East. Right? Oh, baby. It's going to be weird. It's not like this isn't going to be weird. But yeah. the Yanks didn't look fantastic. But then again, you know, you're 2-1 and one and you're going on to Philadelphia. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you have to know this is what the Yanks do. They're going to frustrate you for a good portion of the game, but their bats just eventually beat down and get to the opposing pitching. Although today we were given a gift with Dave Martinez just deciding to yank Corbin for whatever reason. What was he at? 72 pitches? Right in the middle of the 70s. Yeah, we're just right in the middle of a gem. One bad pitch that, you know, one of those guys is going to hit because from one to nine, everybody is capable of taking one uh, up and in in the zone just completely out. Um, so, you know, we got a little bit of good luck there and, you know, just to go back on Gary, cause you mentioned him, you know, I, I, I jinxed myself, jinxed myself earlier talking about, it. I was like, you know, he looked really bad at the plate, slow start to the year. You know, this isn't anything surprising, but you know, his defenses look pretty good. And then he comes in for, uh, for Higgy and drops the fastball that's right down the middle and costs, uh, costs, uh, Canely a strike. Uh, and then the pass ball that, that brings the runner to to second base in scoring position so I'm just like what is going on yeah I mean if not for Emilio Bonifacio who like has a yeah. major league baseball game in like three years and yeah. it showed Marlins uh, legend Marlins legend Emilio Bonifacio just choosing to take third uh inexplicably on ball four yep so it's first and second no outs in the ninth if Emilio Bonifacio isn't trying to do like superstar things but yeah I mean Gary like look I mean, I guess everybody wants to see they do a Yankees podcast to hear negativity after three games of a six-game yeah. season. But, like, you know, with the with the tying run on first, 
in the ninth and Victor Robles at the plate trying to bunt him over to second, one thing you absolutely cannot do is drop a fastball and not get crossed up. There was no confusion. There was no none. Over what that pitch was going to be, it was a tailing fastball from Zach Britton who you've caught 100 times, yeah. uh, and he dropped it and let the tiger get in the score position. That, like, that reminded me of – I'm sure you remember this, but you remember the Zach Britton game when uh, he was trying to close out the Red Sox late 2018, and they just kept getting nubbers back to the mound, and they were getting – Oh, yeah. Away <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like that. I mean, it, sometimes, you know, you get – Zach Britton is cool, calm, and collected. I trust him in a, in a closing situation. It's not like an I don't trust Zach Britton thing. But it is like, you know, you, there's only so many bases you can give people and yep. still count on the game ending. And without Emilio Bonifacio doing what he did, I mean, that game doesn't end up the way it did. And you cannot waste a Tommy Kane the eighth inning like that. Nope. Uh, you just can't. Um, so series overall, though, I mean, we, we are sort of tripping over – the opener because it feels like a different series. I mean, there was, you know, yeah. it was like a full week in between games one and two, but mm -hmm. Garrett Cole, uh, one bad pitch in five innings in his Yankee uh, debut, didn't have his best stuff, certainly didn't have his best command. And yet uh, Adam Eaton, who tortured the team all weekend is really the only one to, to get after him. And did you like what you saw at a call? It was so brief. It's, it's hard to even remember that it was, it didn't even feel real, but were you impressed? Did you like what you saw? I mean, it was – I was especially impressed because you knew he didn't have his stuff, like, full go. He he very clearly didn't. Um, but as the game went on, he was starting to hit the corners. He was still throwing gas. Um, but he – it seemed like he, he was a little bit um, – not, like, rattled, but a, a little rusty, you know. he's We've all had – everyone's had this layoff. Um, it's not entirely easy to come back and just jump into a road game against the uh, – against the defending world champs, even though they were missing uh, their best player in Juan Soto. Um, but, you know, he, he had a tough time against them in the postseason last year um, on occasion. So uh, there was some, there was some battle internal battle for him there. Um, but the way he took care of business in those five innings, uh, regardless of how you want to look at it, he only gave up one run and he had, he, he, thank God he got the run support that he needed because if, if we're watching, you know, the, the, if we're watching us turn into the Mets where, you know, they're not giving Jacob DeGrom any run support and we're doing that with RAs, that's just something we won't be able to mentally handle for the rest of the year. Um, but I liked what I saw. Um, I'm excited for start two uh, because now he's going to, I think he's going to come out even more excited with, you know, no, uh, no limitations, hopefully in this next one and hopefully no rain to, to cut him off. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I was totally pleased. How about you? Oh, I mean, Come on. It's, it, he's, he's like, I've been waiting for Garrett Cole for like 15, 20 years. Like, it felt like an, going into it, sorry to cut you off, but it, oh. it just felt like an auto win. felt like an auto win to me. It did. Even with Scherzer on the round, I don't. It's just how I felt. 100%. And, and when's the last time we felt like that? Like Chin Ming Wong in 2005? Like Maybe. CC in 09? CC, like, yeah. CC's the last time. But CC in 09, I mean, I'm sure, look, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. Obviously, Garrett Cole's going to have some games where he gives up a two-run lead or something. But CC in yeah. 09, like, he was fantastic. He wasn't infallible. And some days he just wouldn't have his good stuff. Mm -hmm. He struggled on the road against the Sox a few times that year. Like, and once again, you know, Cole has not done that yet. So, And there's also no road in 2020. Yep. But, uh, I mean, it did feel like an auto win. And it felt like, you know, 2-0 two, two no, two lead in the first got cut to 2-1 in, like, five seconds. But at no point was I, like, he just blew it. Yeah. I, you know, it was a home run. You think he's about to get back on track. He does. And then he barely lets anyone on base for the rest of the game. Uh, he was on And Eaton is, eating is 
far and away the Nats' best player at on the field at the moment. I would trade. I mean, snap judgments. Snap judgments rule twenty twenty. But I would trade a lot of Yankees position players for Adam. I mean, that dude is just a gamer. There's a reason he's on the World Series champions. Like it, dudes like that show up on championship teams. That guy delivered every time he was called upon. He really impressed me this series. Um, but speaking of Cole's offensive support, uh, it came courtesy of Giancarlo Stanton in what is technically his third year as a Yankee, uh, although his second year was uh, six and a half years long. Um, but two absolute missile home runs uh, and a huge hit with the bases loaded. Uh, yep. Again, Scherzer, too, in that first game. Are you liking what you're seeing from Stanton? Do you feel confident that he can carry this over? Uh, I certainly hope so. I'm feeling I'm, – I'm more so out of anything else I'm happy for him because a, a bad start from him just we would have been hearing all the bluebirds from everybody on the internet, everybody on Twitter, you know, crying about how he barely contributed last year. Everyone seems to forget about, you know, his, his 2018. It was, it was a good year. It was a really good year. And he carried the team in the middle of the summer when everybody else was injured. Um, so a little bit of recency bias with everyone being frustrated with him. Admittedly, I, I was um, just because he's a gigantic human and is somehow coming down with these little nagging injuries that are holding him back for as long as they have. Um, but I, I mean, he's swinging right through the zone, which is exactly what you want to see today. He chased a couple, he didn't, he didn't look great today, but you know, you're not going to have a great series against this, this kind of pitching uh, from start to finish. Um, but he's swinging through the zone. He was cranking it. Um, I think he had, I think he was taking pitches very well La uh, last year in his kind of his, uh, his, his little stint. He, he was a little bit nervous at the plate. You could tell, and he, and he was chasing a lot more um, though. That was obviously a small sample size, but, but you noticed it when he was on the field, but that couldn't have been a better start for him, especially, you know, for him mentally, I think that's going to be huge. Um, and just for what this offense needs this because we've seen so many times, especially last year where we just go in, in bouts of not being able to score until, you know, um, later in the game, uh, kind of like today where you're just getting shut down and you need somebody to step up today. It was Glaber. Um, but you need somebody to set the tone at the top and Stanton did a great job of that. And I'm, like I said, mostly happy for him because that's, that's what he needed to kick off this year. Yeah. It's funny. You're going to get people delivering, what sounds like a burn as serious analysis where they're going to keep saying like empty stadiums, honestly, are going to be the best thing for Giancarlo Stanton. And like, it sounds like the setup to a punchline, but it is true. I mean, the dude gets, you know, he, he deserves the reputation uh, that comes from the injuries and the ailments, right? It, you know, you, you can't say he's hasn't succumbed to small injuries as a Yankee. It's just true. It, mm -hmm. it happened. He played 2018 hurt. Um, so, like, all of that criticism, you know, it's valid. For, for better or worse, he has been hurt largely. Um, but in 2018, he, he did carry the team during the summer. He crushed the Red Sox, which I think people don't – you know, he hit over 300 against the Sox in 2018. Yeah, you would think that that would, that would have won him over automatically. Because remember when Paxson threw the gym against the Red Sox last year? Everyone was saying he earned his pinstripes. Stanton well, destroyed that. Yeah, people forget that – people forget Stanton destroyed the Red Sox in 2018 because Stanton was – semi-quiet during the, the AL mm -hmm. but the, that Red Sox team was on another level I don't think you know you got to look yourself in the mirror and say did we really expect to, to beat the 2018 Red Sox in the division series um would have been great but that team yeah. was doing that team was doing whatever they were doing uh Alex Cora whether you think they're legitimate or not uh clearly something was going on there but that was pretty much an unbeatable team 
um, and during the regular season stand destroyed. Um, so those, yeah, I mean, he is an MB, he is an MVP. When the Yankees acquired him, he was the National League MVP. Um, and during pressure-filled situations in 2018, he delivered. And in 2019, he largely wasn't there. He almost hit 300 when he did play and hit a bomb mm. in the ALCS against Houston. So yeah. um, huge year coming up for his, you know, mental state uh, and, and the Yankee fan base is, you know, maybe – a, a, a big 60-game stretch, you're going to stop hypothetically trading him to NL teams now that the DH is, is in the National League. That, that, that's what it means for him. Uh, yeah. And he took a stand uh, this weekend in a social justice sense, too, kneeled uh, during the anthem on Saturday night. Um, and that sparked a lot of uh, epic conversation on Twitter um, from, you know, the, the lunkhead community. But obviously he feels comfortable enough that, that he could take a stand. And, uh, yeah, huge, huge first three games for John Carlos. Yeah, you got to weigh that last part in, too, because there's going to be the inevitable criticism that comes as a result of taking the knee um, and then talking post-game. You're the one who protects the flock, and that requires an eye for detail. Because when safety and well-being are on the line, it's the details that can save lives. Even when no one else is watching, you see everything. Granger gets you, and we're here for you, and all the ones who get it done with a wide range of safety products and solutions, plus board-certified safety consultants here to answer your questions. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Came yesterday about how uh, how it was important to him because on his drive home, when back when he lived in California, on the way to his mom's house, the exit that he would get off was where Rodney King was beaten. Um, so, uh, it was, it was good to see him open up about that. So it, it seems like he's, he, he's in mentally in the right state and he's willing to take on the criticism, um, and any other pushback head on. So hopefully that he just keeps using that as fuel to, to keep crushing the ball because that second home run yesterday, I was laughing when he, when the second, the second he made contact, I started cracking up because I, I, I didn't even look to see where it landed until the replay came on because you knew it was out of the stadium. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like in the in the months of the pandemic, I, I've almost forgotten to watch, like, how to watch baseball, and I'm yeah. now just shocked by home runs. Like, I'm just <laughs> like, oh, oh, man. Like, <laughs> none of them feel normal to me. I'm always just blown away. But the stand shots were, were absolute lasers. And, he, you know, he knows what the Yankees fan base is capable of. If, he's, if he hits a huge playoff home run, they're going to give him a standing ovation. If he strikes out three times at home, the, oh, hey, whoa, what's this guy up? Ooh, dudes are going to show up. And those dudes are going to show up on Twitter because yeah. he's kneeling during the anthem. He, he knows what the reaction is going to be. It's going to be a lot of, like, why don't you kneel during other songs? You're disrespecting <laughs> our nation. I don't think you get it. And so, like, he knows that's coming. He's not obtuse. He knows he's going to have to, you know, he's putting himself up to this, and, and it's definitely worth it. And so far, so good on the field, too. Yeah. Um, on to a little bit of a bummer uh, subject is uh, James Paxton. Sure. Um, that, I think it goes without saying that that was the last thing the team needed at this point with Tanaka out, uh, Severino done for the year, and then kind of the back end of the rotation not settled whatsoever, uh, considering we went uh, with a bullpen game in, in the third game of the season. Um, and Schmidt is obviously not with us, and everybody was hoping to see him grab a spot at the back end. Uh, we're going to see Gumby, which, you know, we're all hopeful for, but uh, Paxton's start in game two, uh, I think it goes without saying, was uh, 
was disheartening. Uh, what do you feel? Yeah, I mean, the, the thing with the bullpen game when you're pre-planning it for the third yeah. game of the regular season is that you can't have a starter go one-plus innings in game two. Um, and good for Michael King. He was able to step in pretty seamlessly. Probably didn't intend to pitch that day. Uh, yeah. Probably hoped it was going to be Paxton and the, and the big guys in the bullpen to the end. But, yeah, that I mean, I'm not saying James Paxton is done for the season, but I am saying yeah. that was not James Paxton. Uh, James Paxton doesn't throw 91 miles an hour. He said he felt worn out after the game and clearly wasn't ready for the regular season. Once again, not his fault. Had back surgery mm -hmm. and had a weird summer camp and, and didn't pitch in any of the, uh, you know, exhibition games. Uh, gave up some home runs to Judge and Stanton, mm -hmm. uh, which had people questioning things. Yeah, I mean, that, that wasn't James Paxton. Uh, if this Yankees team is going to make the kind of noise they think they're going to, they, they either need Tanaka and Montgomery to step up uh, a ton, which, you know, that's a, that's a big, bold question mark, or they need at least some reliable version of James Paxton. Uh, and that wasn't it. So you, you can't, you know, you can't drop every game, your number two starter, you can't surrender every game, your number two starters throwing. Uh, so we'll look for an improved Paxton in, in his second start, but, but that wasn't it. And he said he felt a, a bit dead and it, it showed he, he didn't have a live arm. And, yeah, there's, there's only so many games, and they're all against the AL East and NL East, and these are good teams. And, uh, you know, you, you can't just move James Paxton to the Orioles. Uh, he, yep. who, by the way, took their series at Fenway Park again. Yeah. Uh, congrats to the O's. You poke them. They're not dead. They, they, they don't like being told they're terrible. I love uh, it. And, yeah, they're, they're alive, so that's, that's not an easy win either. Um, but, yeah, there's nowhere for Paxton to hide, and uh, that can't be him for the next uh, 55 games or so. Yeah, and, you know, it's important to know we can't rule out the back surgery and by no means are, you know, should we be criticizing him for having a bad start. It was just – we're just sitting here saying it's the last thing the pitching staff needed because we knew we were going bullpen in game three. Um, and, you know, back surgery is back surgery regardless of how intrusive it is. You know, he was not expected to be back when? Until late June, early July anyway. Yeah. Um, so – you know, he doesn't have the reps that he needed to get back up to speed because he didn't even have a he didn't have a spring training part one, and he probably wasn't training a whole lot while everybody else was during during the layoff. Um, and Boone said after the game yesterday that um, he wasn't he wasn't uh, you know following through as I guess or following through with his pitches or bringing his or uh, taking the ball across his body as as uh, I guess accentuated as he has in the past, which kind of probably put the extra few miles an hour on his fastball because. There's a big difference if he's throwing – if he's averaging 95.7 versus 91.7 because then if, if he's doing the latter, his off-speed stuff is pretty much useless. If you're, if you're seeing a 92-mile-an-hour fastball and then, you know, you're seeing his curve and changeup, it, it, it's, not, it's not a whole lot of – it's not a big discrepancy enough to fool hitters. Um, because last night he wasn't missing the zone. wasn't missing the zone at all. He actually had – he had a lot of batters in, in, uh, in pitchers counts and then he fell back behind or, you know, uh, some guys were found a lot of pitches off and, and working the count on him. Um, and then it was just troubling to see that it happened during, it happened with, you know, the, the back end of the Nats lineup. Uh, he got through the first, uh, Starlin Castro did hit that triple, but he got out Trey Turner, Eaton and um, who bats fourth for them. Howie, right. Is it Howie? The, the yeah. unbeatable Howie Kendrick. Yeah, uh, he got out those three guys, and the only the only person who got a hit was Starling Castro in the first inning. And typically, we're sitting there waiting, like, "Oh God, he's facing 
you know, he's facing Trey Turner eating to start off this game. What the hell is going to happen? We have no idea. And he got through it. And then the second inning came and it was, uh, it was Robles who hit the double, right? Yeah. And he put on uh, as Drupal Cabrera. Um, and was it, was it Eric Thames? <laughs> I don't know. It was just, it was a blur to me because I was sitting there and I was like, oh, base is loaded, great. And then you just turn around and then it's and then it's two nothing. And then he's out of the game. Didn't get a single out. Um, so that was troubling to watch. But as we said, back surgery, first start back in uh, what, what was the baseball laugh? Two hundred and sixty six days. Um, didn't have a spring training part one. So you know, we're wishing him the best in start two. I think he'll bounce back. He'll probably take the time to work on a couple of things. I'm sure the pitching coach saw a few things that that needed some work. Um, and uh, who he'll, who he's going to slot up against? We're home against too. I should have the schedule on in front of me. It's it's Philly. It's Philly for four this week. Oh yeah, it's Philly. It's yeah, yeah. So he'll face Philly in the Bronx. I believe he will face Philly in the Bronx. So yeah. we shall see uh, Philly's pitching staff in this first uh, opening weekend. Oh God, period. also very bad. So. Yeah. Uh, and once again, I don't get the Phillies at all. I, I never do. I think they should be better than they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so far, they're getting absolutely raked over the coals by the Marlins, who just had uh, their whole team test positive uh, earlier this morning. Yeah, great. Uh, they lost all their starters, and they're destroying the Phillies pitching staff. So uh, that's great. Glad we're going to Philadelphia right now when the Marlins were just there. Uh, and I guess stay tuned uh, for next week's episode when hopefully we have uh, – just games to talk about and, and not uh, huge catastrophic health concerns about sharing a locker room with the Miami Marlins. Um, I prefer not to address that. I'd just rather not talk about that. It'd be great to not talk about that. Yeah, we need that to go away. Um, it, was, it was very, very encouraging to see the situation with Soto kind of get diffused as quickly as it did because we were sitting there opening night thinking, great, this, this game's going to get canceled. I thought it was going to get canceled. And then, and sure. then, and then I'm actually going to cry because all the emotion just built up over the course of however long this has been. If we had a canceled opening night, there might've been riots Yeah, in the Bronx. There might've been riots. Getting to the finish line like that too, three hours before game time. And it's like nothing now could go wrong except for the best player on the other team testing positive. Oh, well there, there's that. Um, Yeah, absolutely. Was a complete nightmare, Uh, but hopefully he's all right. It seems like he's, he's getting closer uh, it's being available. Uh, but, yeah, Phillies and Red Sox this week. Uh, can't wait. Uh, Thomas, it's, uh, it's, it's fun to be back talking Yanks with you and uh, excited to keep doing it because uh, there's live baseball for at least a couple months. How about that? Yeah, we're going to have a good time, um, especially with this cool schedule. I'm excited with the schedule, even though it's, it's kind of hard. Uh, you know, people are saying, oh, yeah, it's not that hard. You got the O's in the Marlins. It's like, okay, well, you know, we got the Sox. Even if they're bad, it doesn't matter how bad they are. They're still going to. They're still going to bring it. Yep. Um, and, you know, we opened the season against the defending national champs. We've got the Phillies. Then, you know, the Mets aren't bad. Um, it's going to be fun. We're going to have some good competition. And, you know, we're as we mentioned, we're excited to see Cole and DeGrom. So hopefully we, we can talk about that soon. But, yeah, nonetheless, um, excited for this week especially. We're going to have a full week of games to finally talk about and break down instead of just this kind of rusty series we saw with us escaping and getting lucky. Um, which I'm fine with, but it's going to be nice to uh, break down and, and evaluate what happened over the course of a full week. Yeah, no, nobody's bad. That's the thing. You're, yeah. you're, you're walking into a lot – like the, none of these teams are bad. 
even the teams that are supposedly disasters have been competitive so far. Um, the Mariners are, are struggling to compete with the Astros in Houston. Uh, the, the Giants took one off the Dodgers. Uh, the Tigers are slugging against Cincy. And obviously the O's took uh, the Red Sox to the woodshed twice this weekend after I had to sit through uh, all of Boston saying World Series back on after beating Tommy Malone and the Orioles bullpen 13-2. Uh, so I would now say World Series uh, slightly back off Boston, yeah. a little bit off. Um, so best of luck with all of that. Um, but yeah, like you said, they're the Red Sox. Every year it's the same deal. Uh, the 2012 Red Sox had finished in absolute last place, took plenty of games off the Yankees. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Pedro Siriaco hit like 700 against us that year. So, you know, no game against this, whether the Sox are zombified or not, no game against that stupid team is going to be easy. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be complete barn burner. And I, hopefully things uh, even out a little bit this week gets a little less sloppy. Uh, and yeah, Garrett Cole start too. Uh, hopefully he gets to sort of unleash himself. Um, anything else you want to add or uh, we can sign off and, and see you guys next week? Um, no, I think, I think we got to wait for next week's bullpen game to kind of break that down. Cause this week was just a mess with all that happened. Um, but another thing I wanted to add is the blue Jays pretty damn, pretty damn good start. Um, yeah. I know they blew it today, but they're scoring runs and they're not making it easy. So that's another team that we're going to, that, that that's certainly going to be a thorn in our side. Yeah, I think the Blue Jays are, I mean, you, you never know, but with an eight-team playoff, I think the Blue Jays are pretty solidly one of the eight best teams. Yeah. Oh, my God, they, they blew it in the ninth, and they took the lead in the tenth, and then they blew it in the bottom of the tenth. They had 13 so hits today. It's so easy to blow games in the tenth now, though, like it, with the runner on second. Like, I can't even I, – I, I can't yeah. even wrap my mind around extra innings. Like, I had yeah, to rewatch see. the Mets-Braves yesterday uh, – to figure out what went wrong. Cause there's just dudes all over the base paths. Like of course yeah. three runs got put up and then of course the Mets came back. Like what are you supposed to do? Yeah. Um, so yeah. I'm not looking forward. I thought today was gonna be our first extra inning garbage mess of the year. Uh, luckily it was Thank not. Thank God it wasn't. Thank God it wasn't. Uh, yeah, but quite the gauntlet ahead of us. Uh, for Thomas Carinante, I'm Adam Weiner. This is the Yanks Go Yard podcast. And we are excited to talk baseball with you again next week. Take care. See you guys. Xfinity XFi is more than just fast. It's internet that gives you peace of mind security. Because if it's connected, it's protected. Yeah, even your robot vacuum. Can your internet do that? Learn more at Xfinity.com slash XFi. Jamie's Log, Progressive, the Harrington's Backyard, Day 27, 3.33 a.m. 3.33, all those threes mean something. Or I may be losing it. Been camped in the Harrington's Backyard for 27 days now, proving that Progressive has 24-7 protection. They told me every day they understand what 24-7 protection means. Think I'm finally getting through to them. 3.33. Progressive doesn't just offer a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection, just not literally from Jamie. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. 
As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, Information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C O R I E N T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.